The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. The NCAA tournament is back tonight. Make sure you are locked in to SportsGrid throughout the day and the night. We're going to have previews for you coming up and, of course, live coverage on our in-game live. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock here. We have a preview today in Fantasy Baseball. It is the Tampa Bay Rays. We're closing in on the beginning of the regular season. Everyone drafting fantasy. I mean, everyone I'm talking to is drafting their Fantasy Baseball team uh, this weekend ahead of opening day. So that should be a lot of fun. We'll also dive in to the NFL, where there was a trade yesterday that could prove significant as well. And Davis, some NBA to talk about, no doubt. But uh, beginning the show today, before we get to some of our other headlines, two significant injuries on the eve of the baseball season. Uh, one to the, uh, I guess, I mean, I hate to call uh, Wayne Wright default ace of the Cardinals, but I guess he kind of is, to be honest with you. And then the closer of the Atlanta Braves. It's like, wow, I drafted these guys, and now what? <laughs> Well, I mean, Wainwright is is the default ace. I mean, Jack, Jack Flaherty, most talented pitcher on the roster, right? Uh, Jordan Montgomery, probably the guy we expect to have the best season. We actually, weirdly enough, we did just talk about the Cardinals yesterday in our preview. You guys can go back and watch that on demand if you missed any of it. But, of course, Wainwright, all the history with the organization, uh, would have got the opening day start, is not going to get the opening day start now because he is beginning the year on the I.L., uh, I mean, just look, it, it is showing how fragile the Cardinals season is because great team, probably the best lineup the Cardinals have had since they made those World Series with Albert Pools. But I would uh, I would think they are a team that needs to add a pitcher before the trade deadline. They they probably or, or start calling up some young guys to see what they have. And then the Iglesias one, Craig, that's even more fascinating because we're talking about an elite closer and I'm looking at their bullpen. I'm looking at the projections and I'm like, Man, what do we what do we have here? You know, AJ Minter, Joe Jimenez, converted starters in Colin McHugh and Jesse Chavez. Technically, former mega elite closer Kirby Yates is on their roster right now. I mean, I don't think he would have made the opening of their roster, but maybe he does now. Maybe he does make the opening day. I just that that situation sort of seems like a mess. Yeah, Braves are a really good team too. And if you heard us talk on the show yesterday, this kid Jake Woodford, who's looked really good for the Cardinals. I think he now jumps into their opening day rotation. So without a doubt, a pickup for me in fantasy. Now we'll see how long Wainwright is out. Also, the more compelling story from this Davis is obviously, does this pertain 
to the World Baseball Classic at all. And obviously that opens up a whole uh, another conversation as well. All right, let's get to our headlines here on the show on FST here on this Thursday. John Morant last night did return. How about this? Coming off the bench, though, last night for the Memphis Grizzlies for the first time in his career. Golden State Warriors get a road win. Another one here, two in a row. They win in Dallas. And Mark Cuban just has this issue with the refs after the court on the inbounds play in the third quarter. Mark Cuban, no stranger to this. Armando Bacot is going to return to North Carolina next season. And in the NFL, boy, we saw this uh, broke late yesterday. Foster Moreau, who I I suppose the Raiders may have turned over the tight end reins to this season, is going to step away from football after a cancer diagnosis. So very tough news. Obviously there uh, for the Raiders, bigger than fantasy, no question, uh, Davis, as far as that is concerned. But what is Memphis thinking here with, with putting John Moran in to come off the bench, just sort of working his way back in? I don't think a message is sent or anything here. It's just he hasn't played in a while, right? Yeah, I mean he has not played um, since late, uh, since early in March, or uh, he's missed he's missed uh, nine games. So his conditioning is just off. So basically, it was like okay, Tyus Jones, pretty good. Uh, weirdly enough, I mean Dylan Brooks was suspended last night. They had a they had a very bizarre starting lineup last night. The uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, but yeah, so Morant came off the bench. He was pretty good. Um, I'm gonna assume he's gonna continue to be pretty good because he's a great basketball player. I hope. Personally, that this is the last we ever have to talk about anything related to John Morant off the basketball court. His entourage, I mean, very annoying, very obnoxious stuff. Obviously, we had the the earlier in the season, the the Shannon Sharp stuff, the interview with Malika Andrews and Rachel Nichols, where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good in the West. I'm not worried about anybody in the West. I'll, I'll worry about the Celtics and the Bucks when we get to the finals. Like, I just... Bad vibes from John Moran off the court, and my hope is that this experience got him to uh, zoom out a little bit and basically just be like, I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm at. Let's go win some basketball games. Uh, unclear if that will or will not happen. And yeah, Foster Moreau was about to sign with the uh, with the New Orleans Saints and uh, saved his life. I mean, kind of, right? You would assume yeah, that being sure. able to get this physical, signing with the, the uh, New Orleans Saints, he's going to step away from football. And uh, yeah, I mean, you would hope that this is going to give him a good opportunity to get the treatment and the care that he needs. Kind of, kind of one of those miraculous things. We've had this happen in the NFL and the NBA before, where uh, I'm forgetting the name. There was an NBA player a couple years ago, same deal, got traded. Oh, Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert, uh, in the middle of being traded, like basically would would not have gotten the physical, would not have gotten the treatment that he needed. Like it, it did save his life to get traded. So at least, at least we've got that going for us. Yeah, for sure. And no doubt, uh, definitely want to send our thoughts to Foster Moreau and his family for sure. And and hopefully he's able to come back and play, but most importantly, get healthy, no doubt. All right, we had a couple of big moves in the wide receiver at the wide receiver position, both in reality and fantasy yesterday. A Jets receiver is now headed to the Browns. A Chiefs receiver is now headed to the Jets. So we'll break down what that means for fantasy football purposes as we take our look at some new players that are in new places in 2023. So stay on the grid. We've got plenty more fantasy sports today coming up next right here on Sports Grid. Also, don't forget our preview of the Tampa Bay Rays is coming up in about 10 minutes from now. So stay with us here on Sports Grid. We're back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Break, break. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. It is, I, I call this free agency, Davis, like the slow drip. It feels like every day we get like nothing huge. We just get these little free agent fantasy stories. Like not a Rodgers yet official, not an Eckler trade yet, not a Hopkins trade yet. So we get these little stories here. But look, they all have fantasy impact. These are players that are going to get drafted for sure. I think in all 12 team leagues, maybe not 10. But we'll get to that here in a sec. But Davis, the the big, well, first the McCole Hardman uh, uh, signing happened, and then when we were kind of thinking about it, well, how's this going to fit in for all these Jets receivers? And then we got word that Elijah Moore was traded to uh, Cleveland. So let's start with Moore here because I do think that this is the bigger story here for me. Now we remember last year, Davis, when Moore popped off a little bit about not getting targets or whatever it was for Zach Wilson. I mean, I still think that this could be a good player in the NFL. I'm not sure this is the right move for the Jets here. What do you make of it? I mean, I think this is probably like a pretty terrible move by the Jets. I think that this is a failure of the coaching staff, a failure of Zach Wilson, and uh, I think probably most importantly, a failure by GM Joe Douglas. You can't really let locker room struggles, you know, terminate the value of a player. Elijah Moore played in 11 games as a 21-year-old rookie with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Josh Johnson as his quarterbacks. He got 700 yards and six touchdowns in those 11 games. Basically, per game, not quite as productive as Garrett Wilson, but certainly in the same category. Last season, he just barely played. You know, he was targeted on only 13% of the routes that he ran. That's a pretty bad number. So certainly there's some indication if you're willing to dig in the data and say, you know, maybe he's a little bit overrated. Um, I, I think it, he probably is not. Uh, right now, Elijah Moore has the uh, the SEC record for yards from scrimmage in uh, per game over the course of a season, his final season as a 20-year-old at Ole Miss. Uh, keep in mind, this is a guy who played with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf in college as an 18-year-old. And you know, was was holding his own with them. Pretty impressive 
to be able to do that. I, I think the Browns win this trade by a landslide. And to me, probably what this trade was about for the Jets is, um, you know, get, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, getting rid of a guy who maybe didn't really want to be there, but more importantly, gives them a little bit more ammo to finally get this trade done with the Green Bay Packers to acquire Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, and that's that's another great point, is that maybe a part of this is, is pieces they need to do the trade, but boy, it seems like it came at a big expense for me because essentially they're going to bring in now Nicole Hardman to take more spot to go along with Garrett Wilson and Alan uh, Lazard, which is still you know a pretty good wide receiving core, but I don't know. I, I just always feel like Hardman has had the promise but has never quite delivered. He'll get another chance here with the Jets, but I mean, if you can't be that guy with Patrick Mahomes, Davis, and especially in that situation last year that he had, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I guess he's the third guy with the Jets, but I could equally see this being a one and done with him and obscurity in the future. Yeah, I mean, it is a one-year contract. I would imagine that it'll probably come down to, in the end, Will Corey Davis end up moving on? Are they going to cut Corey Davis for cap reasons? Are they going to trade Corey Davis or are they going to keep him? Because I think if they keep Corey Davis, it'll be Lazard and, and I can't even believe I'm saying this, but Lazard and Corey Davis are going to be the boundary wide receivers, which means in two down, uh, you know, er, early down, two tight end sets, Garrett Wilson, not even going to be on the field. I just, I, I mean, I am so annoyed by Aaron Rodgers in general, like wanting to bring Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis to the New York Jets. Like, I just find the whole thing very tiresome and annoying. I, I would imagine that Hardman is not going to be fantasy relevant at all. I mean, last season, he, he did score seven touchdowns in the games that he played before he went on the, uh, the designated for return IR. But again, he's playing with Patrick Mahomes. And, um, you know, no, no disrespect intended. Aaron Rodgers at 40 is not as good as Aaron Rodgers or as good as Patrick Mahomes is now. Yeah, I, I would agree. All right, so now let's move on to uh, you know a couple of sort of low end picks this year, but maybe maybe there's something to these. Uh, you know, certainly Austin Hooper Davis, as they say, got his bag. He got paid. So regardless of what he does now, he's, he's set for life. But he's going to the Raiders here. He's not Darren Waller by any stretch. Doesn't have that skill set. But I, you know, I honestly wasn't even aware that Foster Moreau was a free agent. I mentioned earlier in the show, I thought maybe he would take over for Waller, but you know, obviously with him, you know, potentially going to the Saints, that's out. So that tight end room, it seems like with the Raiders is really thin. My guess is Davis, when we're talking about the NFL draft, that the Raiders in probably day two end up taking a tight end in the draft. That would be my guess here if I had to, because certainly Hooper is just a placeholder at this stage of his career. 100%. I mean, I, I would bet that probably the tight ends are just going to be a much smaller part, which is so weird because when you think about New England and Josh McDaniels and these offenses, you'd be like, hey, not only did they have one good fantasy tight end, a lot of times they had two. You know, a lot of times there were, you know, multiple tight I guess what their plan is, is to just play Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro together quite a bit and basically have two slot wide receivers and and the tight end whether it be Hooper whether it be OJ Howard who signed a veteran minimum contract whether it be Jesper Horstead who is their third tight end right now like that guy's just going to be a blocker I mean maybe you know Hooper's had stretches where he's been useful in fantasy before uh 2019 for Atlanta 75 receptions 800 yards six touchdowns 
I mean, well, that that's probably good for like what, like tight end six on, on the average year, given how bad right. the position is now. Maybe he's capable of doing that. But I, I would just think the Raiders probably are not going to throw their tight ends very much this upcoming season. Yeah, that, that's what it does feel like. Now, in, in my dynasty league, Davis, I have, I'm probably going to say had, but I have Isaiah McKenzie. And, and I played Isaiah McKenzie at some points last year. So I would just sort of stunned that Buffalo just punted this guy. And so I'm guessing there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. But he goes from the best situation that he possibly could have been in. And once they brought Beasley in, uh, that was it, right? They brought Cole Beasley back in Buffalo last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay, so that, so that was it for him. And now he goes to the Colts in what it would appear to be, if they had a good quarterback, a pretty decent situation, but they don't. So... I don't know, Davis. I, I don't know. I don't know honestly that in any fifteen team league, Isaiah McKenzie is going to get drafted. You're playing in these early leagues. Is he like the five hundredth pick or something like that at this point? I think it's a wrap for him. Yeah, I mean, he probably is going to be their starting slot wide receiver. Uh, the opening, it'll depend, right? It'll be a camp battle between him and Ashton Doolin, who's been on their roster for a while. I, I would imagine the reason why they signed him, though, was to be their punt returner because, remember, they traded Naheem Hines in the middle of the season last year. They traded him, to, uh, weirdly enough, to the Ooh, Buffalo Bills. So I would imagine yeah. that probably McKenzie is being signed to be their punt and kick returner. I mean, he you're right. He had stretches of being good for the Bills. Um, to me, I think probably the moment they soured on him was that game against the Chiefs. Do you remember the, the regular season game against the Chiefs? He fumbled twice and he dropped the touchdown in that regular season game i mean it was it was yeah it was really really bad and i think they wanted to play the rookie from boise state khalil shakir but the offensive coordinator that they had in place he was like uh they just they just kind of make rookies earn their stripes in buffalo you know second round pick james cook barely plays shakir is really good every time he plays but they don't get him off the bench that much they signed uh, deontay hardy as their third wide receiver. And, and I mean, the Bills are definitely still a team that's in the market for Odell Beckham, so. definitely still in the market for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, they they want to make some moves. But I, I think McKenzie moving on is more about what it opens up in Buffalo than what he's going to do in Indianapolis. I, I would agree. And, and Shakir looked good in that time that he played last year, too. So maybe he is just McKenzie this year. I think that certainly could be possible. All right, coming up next, our fantasy baseball draft is coming up this weekend. We're previewing one team Every day, leading you up till opening day, we'll continue with that through Tuesday of next week. And then, of course, opening day is Thursday of next week. Tampa Bay Rays, always a really good team, but hard to find the fantasy assets on this really good team. So we'll try to do that next. Stay on the grid here. we got plenty more coming for you here on Fantasy Sports Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It's our team preview today. It's the Tampa Bay Rays, a team that is always poised to win 90 games, make the postseason, and do it in different ways. You know, they're coming up with different strategies and, and deploying different pitchers, openers, everything else. Uh, one of the best run organizations in baseball, let's just be honest. But Davis, from a fantasy perspective, not our favorite team because really hard outside of like two players usually to to take early and then the other fear that you have is that the rays like are going to wake up just one day and say well randy rosarino all right we're going to send you to san francisco it's like you just have no idea what they're going to do they're always selling high on guys it always works out by the way for them it's like why are you trading blake snell this trade is terrible like you can't do that all of a sudden it's like oh that looked that trade looks pretty good so their their offense you know on paper is going to be good it's just they're going to platoon so many players but clearly the one player on their team, Davis, that's being drafted inside the top 100 that has the potential to be like a top five player is Wander Franco. Wander Franco could be one of the very best players in Major League Baseball, but coming off of last year, it's sort of the dynamic that you're seeing him being drafted in the sixth or seventh round this year. I mean, Wander Franco is, it's like, this is probably an example of why I would listen to someone saying they don't like fantasy baseball because it's not representative of how important a guy is to his team because Wander Franco is absolutely unbelievable. You know, I mean like one of the best, uh, one of the best on base guys in baseball, incredibly good defender, never strikes out Craig in his major league baseball career. He's got 70 strikeouts. I mean, that's just like Joey Gallo could strike out 70 times in a month, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's really, really unbelievable. He's maybe the best guy at baseball at putting the ball in play, but at the same time, in his career, he's got 13 home runs and 10 steals and just a shade over 600 plate appearances. It, it's not going to cut it. You know, for fantasy yeah. baseball, it just really does not cut it. And even if you want to go back and look at what he's done in the minors, he's always had these insanely fast hands. But the most home runs he's ever hit in an accumulative season, I believe, was his double A season. He hit 11 home runs. I mean, look, I like Wander Franco just as much, maybe even more than the next guy. But can you take a guy in the top 100 picks who you think is like maxing out, maxing out at like 15 home runs, 10 steals? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I go. What do you, what do you think? What do you think about taking Franco in these drafts? I mean, the, the question, the question that you would have to ask yourself is, is he, is he close to what Julio Rodriguez was last year, which is like, you're not really sure. And then boom, becomes a superstar. I mean, the Rays treated him like that to give it to, for the Rays to give him the extension that they gave him. They believe he is a superstar. And again, think about the position he plays to a shortstop premium position. So 
That's why he's being drafted in the top 100. The question is, will he grade out as a first or second round pick at the end of the year? We'll see. Let's take a look at their lineup here before we go any further here. Now, Yandy Diaz is going to lead off here. But again, Diaz is the kind of guy that twice a week may not play, may bat at the bottom of the lineup. You just don't know. So that's that's the issue with why you say, well, what leadoff hitter goes you know, 270 in ADP? Well, it's the Rays because you just never know with them. Now, Franco is at the top 100. Randy Rosarina is going to hit 20 home runs and steal 20 bases. There's no doubt. So he could grade out like a first-round pick. Uh, Brandon Lau is coming off a down year. He was in the top 100 a couple of years ago. Now he's 181. Harold Ramirez is going to get you 300 plate appearances. He's going to hit 280, and his on-base is going to be 320, but that's going to be it. Manuel Margot, another platoon player. Isaac Paredes, the Rays, give him credit, found this guy out of absolutely nowhere, and no one trusts what he did last year, as you can see, in terms of ADP. Betancourt is not much of a draftable player, and then uh, Jose Siri is interesting, Davis, because he's already been in three organizations. He's like just... You know, every there's always another organization that feels like he should be a little bit better. It was Houston, it's in Seattle, and now Tampa Bay. But again, Jose Suri is not even a guy that I don't see playing every single day. But he could hit 20 home runs this season. So it's just really hard with the Rays to sort of figure out which direction they're going with this. So most people tend to stay away from a lot of their guys. I mean, Siri is probably like he's the guy I could see being sort of like a league winning style guy. Last year in 301 plate appearances, he had 14 stolen bases. So that's pretty good. Now, obviously, uh, the batting average, not very good. Not a, not a huge power guy, but just if he, uh, for example, uh, Zips giving him 480 plate appearances. No, I think that's probably rich. I think he's probably going to be closer to 400, but it's got him for 20 steals and 16 home runs. If he just runs pretty good on the batting average. And another thing you have to very much credit the Tampa Bay Rays for is if their nine hole hitter is crushing, if their nine hole hitter is, is demonstrating a change in, in, uh, you know, how they're approaching the plate, demonstrating more power, what or or, you know, walking all the time, they're not going to leave some guy who is crapping the bed up top. You know, I mean, that's one of the great things about, remember when Josh Lowe came up uh, at the beginning of last season, they absolutely stunk for two weeks. And they said, thanks for your effort, bud. You can go back down to the minors and figure it out. Right. It's like, they, they do not leave guys in the lineup who are not producing, which in a way is kind of annoying for fantasy baseball, because if you spend a pick on a raise guy and you're counting on him, he can be gone immediately. But in the other way, it's a kind of positive because if you get a guy and he is demonstrating a skill you want in your lineup, he's going to get a chance to practice that. I, I would say probably outside of a Rosa Reina, the only other Ray that I'm going to be in on in drafts is probably going to be Brandon Lowe. Just like reasonable batting average, 25 home runs. You know, he's he's fine and he'll get to 450 plate appearances probably. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Lowe, the outfielder on Tampa. I think he gets another shot eventually. They also have a tremendous prospect in Meade who could play third base for them. And that's the thing. The Rays prospects, Davis, they're in the top 10 uh, in terms of team ranked. So you could see, I mean, who knows, Davis, right before opening day, you could see the Rays just like switching everything around and just trying something different. A dangerous team for sure. This is the perfect team that if you're interested in players like this, you wait until the 29th of March. And then you see what the right. who the Rays decided to carry on their roster, because that's what's going to happen here. Now, the pitching is a little bit more clear. They have this reputation of using these openers, but I, you know, not the way that this, this rotation is set up this year. I don't think that that's going to be the case. It seems like at the very least, they have four guys that they trust 
Shane McClanahan was a star last year. He started the All-Star game, but then faded a little bit down the stretch and got hurt. So, uh, you know, he's going in as, as the ace of the Rays. He's an SP1 for a lot of people this year. Drew Rasmussen, when he was healthy, looked really good for them. Also a top 200 pitcher. Why is Zach Eflin on Tampa Bay? Why did they give Zach Eflin the money they did? Innings. Just give us as much innings as we can. And it's like they don't want to go with the opener. The big wild card here, Davis, is our next guy here, Jeffrey Springs, who the, who the fantasy community thinks, Davis, is, is maybe a top 10, top 15 pitcher at the end of the season in fantasy. The Rays extended him with a relatively big contract, too. So I think this is the key guy for fantasy this year. And then Yanni Torinos, he's part of the opener stuff. They open up, they put Torinos in, he pitches four or five innings, or Torinos opens, pitches three innings, and comes out. So they're still going to do that. And Torinos, is, that's why I mean, he's not going to win games because he's not around in the fifth inning. I mean, I would say the um, the reputation of the Rays is like not letting their pitchers get wins, not letting their pitchers accumulate statistics. It's not really fair because when they have a guy who's really good, they want to use that guy's skill set as much as possible. It's just that the Rays don't spend any money. So a lot of the times they are just making do with a talent on hand. And Springs is super fascinating because he never in his career had gotten over 45 innings in the major leagues until last season. He gets up to 135 innings and 33 appearances, nine wins, 2.4 ERA, almost a sub one whip, more strikeouts than innings pitch, like really unbelievable. I mean, Craig, couldn't you argue that 173rd overall is, is actually like quite cheap for a guy who's already demonstrated that skill set? I I think, I think I probably would. I think I would probably say, generally speaking, once you get out of the first 100 picks, guys who could have a sub three ERA over 150 innings, like completely disappear. You know, you are drafting workman, like get me 180 innings with a 4.2 ERA after pick 100, you know, elite pitchers go so, so high in fantasy baseball. Um, I, I think Springs is probably my favorite starting pitcher ADP that we have seen up to this point. Yeah, and, and by the way, on FanDuel, Davis, if you if you log in and see odds to win the Cy Young, Jeffrey Springs is like in the top 15 of Cy Young Award pitchers this season. I mean, I'm telling you, there's there's a lot there with him. Um, also, let's not forget Tyler Glass now, uh, but he's out for two months, missed last year too. You want to take a deep flyer on Glass now. He's got maybe the best skills of anyone we saw here. Oblique, though, Davis, starting pitcher, two months. I don't know. I, I got to pass. Uh, Closer-wise, Pete Fairbanks is the guy, Davis, being taken as the closer. Probably a huge mistake. Tampa Bay is just going to use a lot of guys. Never take a closer on Tampa Bay. That's my rule. I would bet the Tampa Bay Rays will lead Major League Baseball in number of players who generate a save. Like like a player to get at least one save, the Rays are probably going to lead. And by the way, if someone wants Pete Fairbanks, if someone wants Andrew Kittridge, if someone wants Jason Adam, and they're going to give you – uh, a high A pitcher and some cash. The Tempe Rays will, uh, you know, they will drive Mr. Fairbanks to the airport. It's just, it's just the, it's just the way the game is played. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching any of these guys. Now I would, I'd spend fab on these guys when they become available. Of course, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not drafting any of these guys. Yeah, we saw Jason Adam, who was a zero in his Major League Baseball career, go to Tampa Bay, all of a sudden become an elite pitcher. We saw him pitch also in the World Baseball Classic. Adam may be the guy of the three, honestly, that I may throw my my dart at this year. So that's our look at the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll do the Texas Rangers 
on the show tomorrow, Rangers have Jacob DeGrom. How about that going into this year? So we'll talk about what he brings to the table, although we haven't seen that much of DeGrom this year. Hard to judge. All right, coming up next, it's time for some fantasy or reality and then the Sports Grid 60. So stay on the grid with us as we got plenty more to come right here, of course, on Fantasy Sports Today. Smarter to be on Sports Grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. All right, the big night is here. NCAA Tournament Sweet 16 begins tonight. You want to follow us on social media for all the action. That's at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV for the latest news, notes, picks against the spread. We've got live coverage beginning tonight, in-game live action. So make sure you stay tuned. There are tons of games tonight. And Davis, one of those I know you'll have your eye on. I'll be watching Tennessee, uh, Florida, Atlanta. That's one of the games that I'll be very curious on to see how it ends up going. But how about this matchup between Michigan State and Kansas State, with Michigan State even being a slight favorite, Kansas State's played great in this tournament, but the experience, of course, of the head coach of the Spartans, Tom Izzo, is there as well. What do you make of this one tonight? This is sort of your classic, you know, blue-blooded program, Michigan State, obviously, uh, Coach Izzo. I mean, is there is there, at this point, you know, Jim Beheim's gone, Coach K is gone. Like, how many more guys are, like, members of the institutional fabric of their universities than Tom Izzo. Like I'm sure, I'm sure there are other ones that I'm forgetting, but that one, he's got to be pretty far up there. As far as the analysis of the game, um, you know, all the analytics stuff has Kansas state and Michigan state, super, super close Uh, Kansas state, slightly better on offense, slightly better on defense. But I mean, we're talking about two top 25 Ken Palm teams. Uh, obviously, I went to K-State. Not a huge K-State men's basketball fan. I'll watch it every once in a while when they're when they're good. I'll probably watch this game tonight. And it'll be, I mean, it is just always cool to see your alma mater, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four. Like, it's very cool. So I'll be rooting them on tonight. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a really good one. I, I kind of like Kansas State, to be honest with you, tonight. And we'll see if the Wildcats 
end up advancing. All right, now it's time for us to ask other questions here on the show, and we call it fantasy or reality. Still think there are probably some names that have not surfaced in the NFL that could potentially be traded. I think Davis alluded to the Tampa Bay players, Evans, Godwin. I definitely think those are in play. We've heard about Austin Eckler potentially wanting a trade. We've also heard the possibility of, of course, Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Jets. I mean, people think it's a foregone conclusion at this point. Maybe that will happen. And then we have the situation that is going on with DeAndre Hopkins in a, in a place in Arizona that kind of looks like, I mean, to me, it looks like Davis there, they probably got to take a step back this year with no Kyler Murray, at least for the beginning of the season. Hate to use the word rebuild, but I mean, I, I kind of think they're there. So let's ask this question. DeAndre Hopkins, Davis, fantasy reality will be the next NFL player that is traded. It does. It does certainly seem that way. I mean, there are other guys who are out there. Obviously, I think this Aaron Rodgers saga is going to continue. Uh, Odell Beckham. I, I mean, when are they going to resolve this? Obviously, that's a free agent signing, not a right. trade. But again, you would imagine whatever team the, the teams that are both interested in DeAndre Hopkins are also interested in o, Odell Beckham. So, like, which you know, wherever wherever uh, Odell Beckham signs, that is one destination where DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be traded. I I am going to say reality because I think these teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, maybe even, um, you know, who who do still need another wide receiver. I would think they'd want to have this situation resolved before the NFL draft. So they know what to do with their first and second round picks. Like Mm -hmm. if you get DeAndre Hopkins, you probably don't need to draft Zay Flowers or Jalen Hyatt. right? Right. But if you don't get him, then maybe maybe you want to trade up. Maybe you want to maybe you want to send that first round pick for another wide receiver or or whatever it might be. So I I and because wide receivers are so important and because acquiring wide receivers who are good is so hard, I just feel like the the asking price is pretty high, especially after Hopkins said he's willing to renegotiate his contract to cost his new mm. team less money against the cap. Yeah, well, I'm also interested to see if Hopkins is still going to play at a high level wherever he goes. Like, I, you know, you don't want to see this be like a Julio Jones situation where it's just like gets traded and immediately is cooked. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say fantasy here, though. I'm, I'm kind of getting the field here. So, I mean, we're playing a game of fantasy reality. I mean, I got Aaron Rodgers signing. I don't know that that's going to happen, but I have that in my bag here. I also have Austin Eckler getting traded. I have that, too. And, and I definitely think something else is going to happen. So I'll say fantasy here, and and I and I think honestly, I gotta be honest here with this. I think this is a bad sign that Hopkins has not been traded yet, because I think the teams have to be a little bit wary of of where he at, where he is at in his career. Also, don't forget he was suspended for a period of time too. So I will say fantasy that he is not the player, the next player traded. And by the way, when I think Hopkins is traded, I don't think the compensation is going to be a lot for him. But again, remains to be seen. All right, this is an interesting story here, Davis. I'll need you to expand a little bit for me here, but I did read it on ESPN that driving distance has become a hot topic on the PGA Tour and the potential of maybe limiting driving distance. Now, this certainly would hurt a lot of players on the tour who only can drive far. I know your ex-buddy here, Bryson DeChambeau, he probably can't come back and play on the PGA Tour if this is going to end up happening. And maybe even more surprising is that Rory McIlroy did come out with some potential endorsement of this idea as well. So, Davis, I don't get it. Fantasy reality you would support the PGA Tour limiting driving distance? 
Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't like this. So, the this is a proposal from the uh, the uh, the USGA and the RNA, which are the big governing bodies of the laws of golf in the United States and in the uh, the United Kingdom. So basically, it comes down to the, it would be it would be uh, the balls being played by professional players would be altered to make. And again, I'm you know I'm not a physicist, so I don't know exactly how this works. But basically, would trim max distances of drives off by about 15 yards is sort of what the thesis is. Now, it's unclear to me if that's trimming max 15 yards off of Rory McIlroy and John Rahm and Bryson, these guys who could poke it, you know, 330, 340, 350, whenever they want, or if that also is having a huge impact on Matthew Fitzpatrick, you know, Kuchar, Kevin Kisner, you know, guys like that who maybe they don't even take driver off the tee like like i don't know how that impact works because it feels like uh you might actually be working backwards in that event if you are limiting max distance of the guys who are already trailing i i i guess i don't like this because i'm a fan of these guys really pushing the envelope in the world of professional golf and but i i can see why it is a little bit obnoxious that you know Rory and and Zal Torres and Justin Thomas, these guys are so good that they're having to change golf courses. They're having to make golf courses longer. They're after making it more difficult. They're after grow the rough another inch deeper, you know, basically yeah. to make it harder for these guys to just go 20 under par at any given golf course. But this is also a natural evolution because you know as well as I do, Craig, the whole world of golf changed when Tiger started winning every event by a touchdown. You know, they had to change everything. So I, I'm I'm against this. I got I got fantasy. Yeah, I, and we'll agree. Yeah, I mean, players bigger, faster, stronger, more adept, equipment getting better. Um, I, I I don't really understand the the need to do this now. I, I understand that that some of the players who have maybe a, a better well rounded game would really be into this. But isn't that the point here? You don't want to just reward players out of nowhere. I mean, it is fun to see every once in a while some guy who could just hit the ball really hard and really far win a tournament because the guy just ends up having a great putting day or a great, you know, mid-range game. So I don't know. I, I think that this would take a lot of the variance out of the game too. Yes, it would make guys have to practice more and be better at some of the other things, but to each his own with me. So I got fantasy here I, I, and I really don't get the fascination with it, but I can understand players jumping in and saying, this is something that we have to get done. Yeah. I can understand it because it, it helps them. All right. Finally. Now everyone is very well aware of this movie cocaine bear, but this has nothing to do with that. Bears are just real popular these days, Davis, but no more popular bear than in your neck of the woods, Ben the bear. Now, Ben the Bear is a bear that has lived in St. Louis, Missouri, in the zoo, and ended up escaping the zoo twice in one month and was in an enclosure. Not really sure how this could even happen. But regardless of that, what's happening here is they're going to end up moving Ben the Bear to Texas, Davis, because they're just tired of him getting loose. Fantasy reality. Ben the Bear will now go to Texas and escape his enclosure there fantasy or reality this bear one 
This bear's really smart. And two, if you see pictures of this bear when he's escaped or when he gets put back in the enclosure, it's like, you know, you we all have these moments where we realize animals are like pretty sentient and have an awareness of what's going on around them. This bear 100% knows what's going on. I, I've seen this bear. I've seen him in person. Uh, this is my this is my local zoo. I live in St. Louis, Missouri. So I've been there. My uh, My wife always thinks it is hilarious when this bear gets out of his cage, because he's not, you know, this is, uh, Craig, this is not a cocaine bear situation. This guy doesn't get out of his cage to go, like, rampage. He, like, wants to go dump over trash cans and just kind of explore. And and he's, um, he, I, I believe it's called, like, the, the South American sugar bear or something. Like, this, you know, he's not a grizzly bear. He's not a brown bear. He's just kind of loafing around. Um, and, and I guess the reason why they're transporting him is it would be too expensive to build uh, a moat around his cage and so apparently this one he's going to in texas has a moat around it but my guess is he's gonna figure out how to do that too because you don't you once once a, once uh you know once a dog learns a trick it it, it it remembers that trick forever he's gonna figure it out at his new place too so i got reality yeah I, i'm trying to get inside the head of the bear here which is dangerous but but it seems to me may, maybe the fact that he's going to a place that is that is better that he wouldn't try to escape i don't know is that possible is this just an animal that's going to be real comfortable now as you said with this moat that they have there that there's no need for it and i would guess that that would probably be the case initially but once a bear tries to get out always going to try and get out and, and, and are we kind of i mean i hate to say it because it's dangerous but are we kind of rooting for ben the bear to, to escape this this wherever he's going in texas i think we probably are so i will say reality but not initially i say it's a new place first few months everything is cool bear just decides eventually hey time to go check out some other things and and davis is right from reading the story it doesn't seem like it i don't know who am i to say that there's no danger involved when it becomes uh, this sort of situation i can't say that but i will say reality that the bear will escape texas did you ever see this movie by the way cocaine bear I, i i have not did you ever see it no, I mean, come on. We talk about this. We, you got to be more selective with your media these days. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not making time for the cocaine bear in my in my media diet. Yeah, when I when I was down for a week with COVID, I was popping around all the different things, you know. And and I didn't even realize that even though that some movies are in the movies, like I I thought that they I thought they brought back these movies to be in the theater, but so that you could not access them on online. And that was one of the ones. It was like twenty bucks. Boom, I could watch it. And I was like twenty dollars. Like, even though, like, I'm bored here, I, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't make the purchase. So ended up watching pretty much every documentary that is out there. Uh, okay, we got to take one more time out here on the show. We got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next. Early line, top of the hour. I'm back with you 2 o'clock Eastern for our next edition of Newswire. So make sure you stay on the grid there. We're going to have a preview, of course, of the NCAA tournament games, latest in Major League Baseball and the NBA as well. And then I'll be right back here with Davis tomorrow with another team preview in fantasy baseball tomorrow davis and i will take a look at the texas rangers as we get closer to opening day and then we uh, davis and i next week will have all of our fantasy predictions for the beginning of the major league baseball season opening day by the way folks one week from today and we'll cover it here for you here on sports grid so stay with us here on the grid smarter to be on sports grid davis and i wrap it up next don't go away break, break. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today as we get ready to wrap up the show. Don't forget coverage of the NCAA tournament continuing continuing tonight here on Sports Grid. Let's turn it over to Davis. Time for the Sports Grid 60. So we ran through the Elijah Moore trade a little bit earlier, but I I, I want to get it one more little element here, which is that, um, you know, I mean, I think the Cleveland Browns obviously are are really betting that Deshaun Watson is going to be better this season. They are certainly spending money and behaving in free agency and in the draft like they're they're expecting to be better. But I mean, we are, we are now I mean, we're, we're three years removed from the last time Deshaun Watson looked good playing professional football. That's a long time to go. And and, uh, you know, we say we say this a lot on the show. It's it's very rare for spoiled milk to go unspoiled. Not to say that I think Watson is going to be horrible again, but uh, I just I find the Browns to be fascinating because they've made you know, such a, a large bet on a guy who is so so unreliable, who who has proven himself to not really be the franchise guy that you want. I I hope Elijah Moore is really good because I have him on all these dynasty fantasy teams, but I'm I'm still worried about the 2023 Cleveland Browns. All right, well, we've had a fun NCAA tournament to begin, and everyone wonders whether or not the next two days can match the first four days of the NCAA tournament. And if you take a look at the point spreads, that usually gives you the indication. Four games going on later, and there's only one game with a team that is favored by more than five points in any of these games. And that, by the way, is Tennessee with a total tonight under 130 against Florida Atlantic. So buckle up. I think we are headed for some insane finishes tonight. Make sure you're stay tuned here to Sports Grid as we get you ready for the NCAA tournament Sweet 16 style tonight. That'll do it for our show today. Thanks again to all of our wonderful producers, our friends at LTN. For Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. The early line is up next. I'm back with you after lunch at 2 o'clock Eastern for our next edition of Newswire. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.